Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Avoid the Nord. Yo, please. Look, we got cybersecurity benefits. We got the ability to access streaming services in other countries. Netflix in no other countries. At, uh, Netflix in other countries at no extra cost. BBC iPlayer. HBO Max, you know, with NordVPN, it, it also comes with an anti-malware feature. You can protect your devices from malware and malicious ads and phishing sites. And it really opens up the amount of movies and programming and I guess you kids call it content these days that you can go through. Like you, it's the content that you need. And I guess it doesn't hurt that you're protected. So, dude, uh, Grab your exclusive Nord VPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash Gabris or use the code Gabris to get a huge discount off your Nord VPN plan and free threat protection. Plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, And two pounds. He is slipping in his nutrition. It's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, the number one fuckboy. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent ghost, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur actually in the studio today because Tiffany's at the flower shop. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, you know her, you love her. She's my favorite Doughboys guest besides myself. It's Eva May Anderson. Yay! Yeah. I'm here. Yay! I'm so <laughs> fucking stoked to have you. Long time, longest booking process by accident that I've ever had. And I feel like if we find the first email, it's like April 2016 that we were talking about doing an episode. <laughs> Definitely, it's been a long time coming. I'm very, very excited. Oh, not as excited as me, Eva. This is so. This is so rad. Um, I love how different you and I are on paper, yet how much we like accidentally have in common and, and how well we get along with Nick and Mitch. It's like we are sort of even visibly like polar opposites. Uh, and <laughs> we, are, we have two, we're weirdly similar. And I, I like that kind of shit in life. In I life. like that too. Oh, man. 
Those boys, the best. <laughs> they really are. About to go on the fucking road with them, or if depending on when oh. this comes out, I'm currently uh, performing with them. But oh, cool. got to prepare my colon and my body for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's touring. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so fun. It's such a blast. Uh, speaking, well, here, look, I'm, I'm so trying to work on my super muscled segues. So listen to this. Yeah, you know, touring can sort of just be like a curated reality because you can kind of like behave <laughs> however you want on one of these tours. And you're kind of like, oh, I'm touring. So I don't, I will drink more coffee than I drink at home. I'll drink more alcohol than I drink at home. I'll scream at the crowd more than I would scream at my family. And so that's a reality you're curating, which is, oh, whoa, which is what we wanted to talk about. This whole yeah. inspiration kicks off from, there. I'm sure it's still a major part of your life, but there was a period of time where you were heavy into immersive theater and, or, and things yes. of that, like the ARGs and stuff. And you were going, you were doing a lot of that. And I was so into that. I've never been more intrigued by something that I wouldn't want to do at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, that is so cool. Not for me at all, <laughs> but I have so many questions and arguably it probably is for me based on my love of haunted houses. You probably could just like extrapolate that out to like, but and D and D and like tabletop role playing. It's like, I feel like oh, I yeah. can get myself in the headspace to like this kind of shit. Have you ever done an escape room? No, that is the one thing that I had really, really wanted to do because I love projects and puzzles and like Discovery Channel shit. But uh, the pandemic hit like they were very popular and then no one really wanted to do them. And then the pandemic hit and they felt crazy. But now I want to I want to try again. I want to I want to do one now. Okay. well, last night. I drove two hours to Azusa, <laughs> California okay. to do. This is the kind of an, shit I'm talking about, Eva. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> a 90 minute long escape room, which was super crazy because there was there's actors in the room with us. Like fully Plants? or no, we like we were our own group, but it's like we were in a haunted house and there was a lady in the house with us who was a fucking ghost. Uh, she had like a costume on. She had she was wearing a mask. We were all wearing masks. It's it's very especially if you're with people you trust. It's very safe to do an escape room right now, and you should do it. Oh um, hell yeah! But yeah, it was crazy. We were just like like at one point, I just like we'd opened this. We'd been alone in this room, three of us, and we'd we found a key and we'd open this cabinet, and there was a false wall behind the cabinet, and this lady was fucking just standing behind it. Like holy shit, yeah. Eva, Eva, how does one hear about? In Azusa, California, <laughs> uh, um, escape room that they just have to uh, head out to on a Wednesday night. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, okay, so like zoom all the way back to 2016, like when you started, when I, you're, what you're talking about. I got like I went from haunted houses to haunted house conventions, which is a thing that happens in the summer where there's these conventions. Down at the convention with like, center. With like scares and shit that you're like, oh yeah, like walk by this and you could see like what this, and then like haunted house purveyors are like, oh, I'll take yes. one of these corner skeleton barrels or whatever. Yes. It's a combination of that, but also people previewing the haunted houses for October for the year. So they're like, oh. you want to come out to Silmar? We've got a haunted a cemetery tour that you can check out. Sometimes they have these, uh, like they take a conference room and they build a mini version of their haunt in there. So you can walk through and be like, oh, these guys are good. And also people just have like little booths and they're like, and so that's where you start finding out about the stuff that's like not 
where I started finding about out about the stuff that wasn't fully haunts, haunts, but it was like year round and like because weird haunts, shows. Haunts are weirdly limited by like this uh, September, like really the month of October and maybe into some late September. Do uh, the haunts feel? But if you like that energy, I'm now. Also thinking, Eva, I'm a big Renaissance Fair person too. This is kind of like, like these are all things that are under the same. I'm starting to think like, holy shit, I was lying to myself. I'm afraid yeah. how much I actually do like curated realities. You could because- just tip right into the rabbit hole in like one step. Like, have I- you? Okay, so you go to the Ren Fair in in Irwindale. Yeah. Do you ever quest? No, I have not quested, but that would be the next step, right? That would be like the the like find a little game in there. I play along when people talk to me. I speak like in the dialect and I I definitely flex my yes and muscles when I'm at Renaissance fairs. I'm like you're, so be- you're not too good for this. You're no. you would you would be you'd be into this. That's the other thing is that like I'm not too cool for it, but these things always like everything I love in life, I'm always pre-annoyed by someone there. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like every fandom I have in life there's like a negative aspect of it, whether it's improv comedy, fucking comic books, movies like there's. A, and it's always like, oh, is that ki- sometimes the kind of person that's going to be at the kind of thing I like? I like get pre exhausted by them. <laughs> I have a my friend, uh, you know, Allison Bennett. Yeah, yeah. She and I used to go on a lot of um, historic tours before the uh, before pandemic hit. And we there's this term we created. We went on a tour of the St. Francis Dam, which uh, burst and killed a bunch of people uh, when Mulholland uh, built it. It's like a part of the movie Chinatown's based on it. You can take a tour of it. Um, and we found out from the tour guide that the people that are really into the dam are called dammies. And they're like too into the dam. Yes, uh, <laughs> you can't. So there is a level of being too into almost anything, but yeah. a dam that famously burst specifically. <laughs> that's like a weird thing to be a mega fan of. Not like so we da- just <laughs> we just call everyone a d- dammies now if they're yes. like too into something. Yes, that's it's it. shorthand for like shut up. Like, yeah. and there are people who are too into something, and it's like just kind of cute and sweet and like, ah, but then there are people who are too into something and you're like, you're affecting my enjoyment of this. Mm-hmm. Now. Like, like, uh, like Q and A's at Q and A's after like movie screenings or at co- <sighs> like, that's, that's like my pinnacle of like, that's the example of why haunted houses eventually get to me where it's like, there's always going to be the long winded Q and a question or the dude who's trying so hard to pretend he's not afraid. Like, let's let's jump back to Hans for a second because this is the this is my way into what you're talking about here yeah i am not afraid at haunted houses at all but Mm -hmm. once i arrive i'm playing along i'm playing the like i'm professor plum i'm going you know like i i'm letting myself get i eat edibles so that i am a little more sensitive to everything and a little more scared a little more anxious so i'm i'm i and i play into it because that's more fun but then you go with someone who's like yeah exactly so you you can there's like a level of Okay, so this is what my concept is about. Because there's you you know you're crossing your arms, you're being like I'm too cool for this, yeah. But we all have that in us too, right? Like the oh, person yeah. who like just it's like self protection, wanting to be like a little too too cool for whatever this dumb experience is. Because all these experiences are weird and they're not like cool. Like you're not going to like the sky bar. <laughs> 
Right, right, right. Um, you're going it's not to the Pomona. Burj Khalifa, yeah. <laughs> you're going to Pomona to the Fairplex to Rob Zombie's empty haunted house. A guy slides up what on his string sliders. of specifics, by the way. Wait, hold on, and I interrupted this last one that seems to be killing. <laughs> yeah, a man like slides up. A teenager slides up and like physically touches you on his sliders, and you go like, "You're not allowed to. You're not supposed to touch me, man." And he goes. I'm allowed to in Pomona. <laughs> <laughs> no dice, bro. Get your hands off of me. <laughs> yeah. But just like that. So there's versions where you like, here's the thing. You have to be, you have to be willing to give in. It's, it is improv, right? You have to be willing to like, not uh, let yourself feel embarrassment and actually just engage with like the ridiculousness of what is happening or else you're not really going to enjoy yourself. But then at the same time, so I, I went so hard in like 2016, 2017, that at one point I had paid a subscription fee for a theater company from Orange County to do a play in my life. And, and I was the only oh audience my God. member. I, oh my God. I remember all this. You, yeah. You had said your, you had hired yourself. I'm saying my way, I, I keep saying my way into this is haunts, but my way into this is improv really. Cause it is, mm -hmm. it is like. This is going to be much worse if I don't just get in the roller coaster and ride the fucking organic roller coaster with my seven white guys in flannels. Like if yeah. I don't just die, and like that energy is what you need in a haunt. That's what you need in this. And now you're telling I, I, I can't believe I forgot you signed up for like the game for yourself, more or less. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Talk me but through that a little because that's sort of like the peak. We might as well start at that. That I think is the peak. Or is there something that's more peak? There's got it be. goes yeah. up from there. No, that was like you're terrifying me. <laughs> So I thought I had, you always think you're at the peak. You're never at the peak, but I had bought, like I bought in, I was paying a, like a monthly or quarterly fee, an entire, it seems like theater class from Biola university who had, were living together, I think, um, had created this thing where like they would text me. They would one time they came to my house at six in the morning and arrested me, but they were also like doing it all as like, um, kind of Kafka-esque, like, like fascists. <laughs> they had their, these little suits on. They would like play music in the background. They would tell, well, at one point they told me I had to come to Orange County at midnight and they like dragged me into a condo and like, and like, uh, interrogated me while I, they, I held a glass of water in a stress position. Holy um, shit. <laughs> Eva, now is there a narrative to this? Are they working towards a narrative for you? Or is it sort of like you're caught up in like a weird world? Like, I mean, or was theirs maybe not the best iteration of this kind of thing? Well, I've I've spoken to the head of the group since because what happened was Trump got elected. They just kind of quit. <laughs> they were like, they sent this email. They're like, we can't do this anymore. The world's too crazy. And they moved to San Francisco. But I had, but they hadn't finished the narrative and they came back. They like came back and finished my narrative. So I had to go, I had to go to back to Orange County. And I was like in the middle of this university at like two in the morning. And there was like a bunch of actors in there with me. They like put me in a conference room and showed me like <laughs> mean tweets I wrote about them. Oh my God. Oh my God, this is so fucking weird and fucking awesome. Like, it was that's fucking like, awesome. Yeah. That's a cool ending where it's like, all right, tough guy, get in here. We're going to wrap this up and we're going to call you out on some bullshit. That's really yeah. funny. And also, I also ran into the head of the group, uh, 
at a conference because now I go to like immersive theater like weekend long conferences. Uh, and You're he like, was these like, weirdos. Now I run into them all the time because we have the exactly. exact same hobby. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh yeah, sorry about that. Like we bit off more than we could chew. And I was like, obviously I was paying like almost nothing. And you guys were getting like driving a van up to LA at six in the morning. Like, doing right, all this was, elaborate shit like that was gonna be the tacky question i wanted to know how much were you paying because like and I, it can't be an it can't be so much that it because you would be like i'm not doing that but the the small amount they would have to have like eight going at once for yeah. them to make any money doing it. it was like i paid like i think a couple hundred dollars <laughs> that feels so fucking insane that's so funny <laughs> so that so that was like one thing where i was like okay this is so, but the the thing that was really intriguing was that like everything that happened, I was always the only audience member. There was just a bunch of actors and me, and so I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And it was very clear to me that like that whatever reality I would be experiencing for the time that I was in the bubble of the show, like this little gang had gotten together and like talked probably through a dossier of information I'd given them about myself. They had it turned out later kind of researched me a little bit and they were making this just for me to enjoy. And I, that I feel like that element, even if it was like a little bit silly and janky was like crazy to me to be like, you can pay someone to do that for you. Yeah. And I got to say, this is tickling my, the narcissistic uh, mm-hmm. cortex I have where it's like, Ooh, fully. It's all about me. It kind of feels yeah. like, it kind of, yeah, it starts to feel, it feels kind of uh, like, Oh, interesting. I'd rather be performing, but if, I'm the only audience member to an audience sized performance. This is weirdly like it's like shoes on the other foot for someone who needs attention the way I do. Like, like it's such an interesting because that is because that's like the thing, right? Like you're embarrassed when someone throws you a surprise party or uh, someone throws you a party of any kind or gives a speech. You're like, oh, I'm cringy. I feel embarrassed. But at the end, when you can chip away at that, you're like, man, it's just nice to be reminded how many people care about me. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. oh, that feel. And then all of a sudden you're like, whether these actually care, it's like just nice that these people put in this much effort to try to fucking for just my entertainment. There's something powerful about it. It's like Roman emperor shit. You're like thumbs down, thumbs you know? <laughs> oh yeah. That I could like have these, these little college students or recent grads like running around my apartment. And I would be like, um, you know, could be better <laughs> that they've come. They've done this absurd thing. At one point they like, they told me to go into my room and change into my finery for the inspector. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that I sounds did. like some, that's like some shit I've like said to Tiffany in like the, <laughs> <laughs> the inspector's here. Out, present your finery. Actor, I walk out. There's a brand new fucking actor I haven't ever met before, just in my apartment, and he's just like, "I'm the inspector." Um, and that, uh, that's yeah. now after this experience, do you walk away going? Okay, that was a little too much. Or was that like, man, there's probably even better versions of this. I got to keep going. I could have. I That was like my way, like, especially since it ended so weirdly. I was like, that was my chance to step off the train. And I, I went further into the train. So then I start like, then I start making this this shit. Like to jump to Mike Cassidy um, uh, and I write a musical and we decide that we're going to do it immersive. We get like... 
this uh, this director that I've met, Eric Hoff, who now I'm like really close friends. So I've done four shows with him. Um, we we do like, and then we have to start like going to the meetups. I have to start like I start meeting like immersive creators in LA. I get into like the little society, and then I'm like. I ha- I actually ended up going back to that little theater company that moved to San Francisco and I was like, I need a location. And they were like finding locations for me. Um, I start going to weird fucking shows that are like all over the place. Um, and then another tipping point was that there were these guys. So similar to like the people that did the show in the really curated show in my life, another Orange County theater company popped up that was doing a a version of that, but it was like way more fucked up stuff. Like they would, it was like a multi-month long show that you would experience, but it had like weird kind of S&M stuff in it. You would have safe words. There was like kind of fucked up stuff. And jump flash forward to a few months later, I've I'm in the middle of a 12 hour long show in Joshua Tree. I'm running around the desert. There's these like, there's like a naked guy in a giraffe mask. There's like all sorts of fucked up stuff. And I have a moment where I realize like, oh, these guys are bad. <laughs> like these guys are bad guys. <laughs> like <laughs> the first guys are kind of silly. <laughs> these guys are evil. And yeah, everyone yeah. At, else at this show is like a really vulnerable, like messed up kid basically that's gotten <laughs> way too into this. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm on hour four of 12. Uh, and then I'm, and then Wait, I'm like, so, okay, so, <laughs> so what happened? They're like, as part of the process, they're like, and don't forget February seventeenth, twelve, keep twelve hours free for Joshua <laughs> yeah. Tree for the final ritual or whatever. And our, and what's going through your head at that moment as someone who's got their foot firmly in this world, but is like twelve hours at Joshua Tree? Or I know you're a fucking curious little weirdo so i'm sure you're like all right well let's dig in but is there any trepidation in that moment because i'd be like i that's so blow offable for me like i would flake on that and i would be like keep my money i'm not coming yeah (laughs) i was like at the absolute height of probably mania at that point that i was like if i don't know what this is i'll regret it the rest of my life (laughs) i mean that turned out to be true and also not true um You're like, well, weirdly enough, it was sort of a catch-22. If I didn't see it, I would be upset for the rest of my life. And now having seen it, it's just, I'm upset for the rest of my life. And also, like, having seen it, I'm like, oh, of course there's, like, people that would sneak into this space who would be, like, abusers and, like, shit, pieces of shit. And so that was the interesting thing, too, to be like, oh, I've, I've been, like, naively going into this being, like, anyone who would create one of these experiences, it's so, like, not worth it financially, and it takes so much work that, of course, they're like me. They're, like, yeah, they right. just want to give people an interesting time. And 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 then it was like, oh, but also, of course, like, like uh, you could be one step off Nexium and figure out that like you can get people to do stuff this way. Oh, as I was saying, it's like controlling strangers and getting access mm-hmm. to a stranger's home. Like even if <laughs> even if you don't act on anything terrible, that is weirdly like power movie. Like there are there are people. I almost just said there are guys, so I think I'm more <laughs> comfortable saying there are guys who. Like that's their thing. They would get off on the ability on the like sit, you know, sit down, slug, slug or whatever. And you're like, oh man, this person's liking this. Like I don't, I don't, I want them to be acting, not like 
flexing out weird dark fantasies on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, or and just being like, this is a play. <laughs> you're a piece, right, right. You're a little worm. This is a play. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I don't know. I don't know if this is a play anymore, guys. I think we're just in the middle of a weird like BDSM scenario that's actually not being done by a trained BDSM person. <laughs> <laughs> or like we're doing like weird encounter therapy where you're like yelling at me about my dad and I'm like wait because I wrote that on the form like <laughs> who the fuck are you dude um so anyway that was like my low point where I, once again I could like have jumped off but I instead I was like well <laughs> I won't do that specific thing again but then you know once you weed out and also the those those creeps have been actually like um canceled by the immersive theater company there's no way to do a show with them anymore oh wow uh, yeah like they got deplatformed. um everyone was like no 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 more guys you're you're too weird so uh, that's fucking nuts makes but, sense yeah though. but then i started so i then i started making the stuff um i ended up in this group of seven people then we the uh overlook film festival in new orleans they do a an immersive game every year and it takes multiple days. So it's kind of a version of that 12-hour thing. But it's like, it's horror. And people know they're doing it when they're doing it. And so people come to this film festival, not even to watch the movies, but just to like play the long form game. And so oh, one year- and it's kind of running concurrently with the film festival. That's such a fucking cool, cool yeah. idea. I, I go to Gen Con kind of frequently, the tabletop gaming okay. convention. Yeah, that's in Indianapolis. And I've done a couple of things that are sort of lightly like that, but a festival-wide like pseudo scavenger hunt role-playing game ARG kind of situation. That's fucking cool. Yeah, you're kind of LARPing. You're kind of like, you know, you're like, you get sent to... So we did this like multi-day one that was like a a, a battle between two covens and people could kind of buy in and be in this super elite group and they just played the whole time. And that's where we, that's where all the hardcore players who just play like nonstop went. Um, they're like really intense, like escape room people and stuff like that. So they had their own experience that we curated for the three days where they never even crossed over with the other group until the end where they had like a different thing. We, they were getting up at like five in the morning and like going to like these weird sculpture parks and, and stuff like that. And then everyone else could kind of play like, if you didn't want to pay, you could play like a simpler, more limited version of the game where you could also then go to the movies and stuff. Um, that's and so, so that, fucking, that's such a fun idea. I'm so into that. Yeah. It was super fun. And it was also like um, the group they put together was like this really interesting group of this this really cool design team that do these these immersive haunted houses. They're called E3W. Um, me and that guy, Eric, who had done the plays with Michael Cassidy, uh, were the writers. And then there's this, uh, a producer, like a horror film producer named Molly, who's, who produced the game. And then there's this guy named Tommy Haunton, who's like the best escape room designer in LA. He's actually an, like an experienced designer. So he does like all sorts of shit now, but I'm going to, I'm going to assign you some experiences at the end of this and it's going to involve, uh, Tommy. Um, so basically, so we did that. It it was really fun. It was really uh, a cra crazy undertaking. It took like eight months to write the thing and to do like design, do all the design and the puzzles and stuff for like. And a this isn't thing. even your job. You have another job. <laughs> yeah, we all <laughs> have other jobs. <laughs> right. That's the craziest thing. It's like this industry that 
this industry is hard enough. That one it makes has even less money in the in the final end of it. And you're like, and I'm doing it on my in my free time. Like, you're <laughs> crazy. I love it. It's um, the love of the game, baby. But so that informed like I did another like small immersive show with with uh, Cassidy. We found this like really crazy um, like location in Koreatown called Monk Space that had it was like this gutted and redone uh, market and speakeasy that had just all these weird rooms. And we realized we could like write shows for these rooms. So basically you just like over the course of an hour and a half just end up in weirder and weirder spaces. And we it was like making it partially like a bar and a party, having you like be able to kind of walk off and talk to like characters, um, like all this all stuff like I like doing. So we made this this show called The Recital that was a lot of like live music performance, but also, you know, Other ending up in these weird... going on and shit. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is like the first like immersive reality like one of these curated realities that i've ever heard about as a kid was tony and tina's wedding <laughs> like, yes and I, I just like you hear about tony and tina's wedding and you're like whoa that's really a fun idea that's so crazy and then like then now we're at this point where you're we're like talking about like these insane you're people there are multiple people doing similar like it's just such a fucking and Tony and Tina's wedding went from like that's a cool concept to that's so corny to haunted houses kind of had that run and they're back being cool again too it's like I I feel like in the last twenty years like all fandom lost shame in a in a mm-hmm. for good for better and for worse because it seems like also like fandom of nazism and fascism also lost the shame of like and racism of like you're not supposed to be so openly uh, embracing that and for me it was D. now that's you know people are making millions of dollars a year playing D on twitch or whatever and now people who are like oh this dorky thing i was into is so cool and it feels like that allows a lot of these things to grow like these weird mm-hmm. things like where now it's like you find your little niche pockets and there are of course the nefarious versions of all of these, but then there's also the positive versions of like a group of freaks who like to do immersive theater, find each other now. And they, Oh, there's three different groups in orange County. Like, like that's just so fucking cool to hear. Like the world is that fucking big. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, uh, yeah, no, the, and they're all over the, it's like, I went to this, I go to this conference when it, uh, in San Francisco and it's like, oh yeah, we're like the Salt Lake City people. Like we do, <laughs> we run these weird outdoor shows in Salt Lake City. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I like, you can, like all, Eastern Europe is all full of like escape rooms and stuff and they're cool there. But, um, oh yeah, so Q pandemic. Oh, yeah, then yeah. it got, gets really weird because pandemic hits and nobody can do anything. So people are like trying to do stuff on Zoom and stuff. Uh, and it's really weird. Like go into an immersive play on Zoom where someone's just like staring at into the camera and being like, oh, have you come to speak to the mistress? And you're like, oh boy, oh buddy. <laughs> yeah, I would need to do that like one year into the pandemic when I've adjusted to Zoom as a sort of method of communication. But any earlier i'd be like what am i watching but now i feel like you could i could buy into it a little bit based on how much like and i think people could probably do cooler shit like taking images out putting people in like move you mm-hmm. know like but that that's got to be like uh that's like doing improv on zoom it's like it doesn't feel the same it just doesn't look the same the choppiness makes it weird the the distance from the people makes it like the thing about immersion is like seeing the hearing the chainsaw without the blade in it like six feet away is just like that is so visceral 
you know, like, yeah, you want to feel like things are the thing that like the, the curation element of it for me is both like the immersion is like, this is real. And the, but the curation is like the other end of it being like someone's in charge and I trust them. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what the takeaway was from like the orange County freaks is like, you can't have some, you can't have no one in charge and you also can't have someone bad in charge. So if you have enough trust to be like the person who is picking the, who is like, streamlining this experience for me is not an asshole and also has like a it's a has an idea of what this is then you can completely like like allow yourself over yeah yeah you could just like flop into it and have like this really creepy weird experience you could put your guard down in a way that allow you to be fully more a part of it but at the same time if you don't trust the people you can't like leave your guard all the way down where you're like these fuckers are in my backyard right now like i can't have like get the fuck out of here i'm calling the police <laughs> yeah you want to put your you want to cross your arms then right um, exactly you want to be like what is this shit come on guys like i don't want to participate i'm getting weirded out so now i'm going to act like i'm cooler than this because i'm getting a little nervous based on our interactions <laughs> yeah cuz i don't feel like you're on the level Oh, the springtime is upon us and we want to look our best. That song is from one of my favorite old recording artists, Mac Weldon, who also happens to be an expert when it comes to stylish essentials, perfect for the new season. Mac Weldon has exactly what you're looking for. They're doing the daily wear system that all the clothes work together so you can just mix and match and not stress. And I have a ton of Mac Weldon sweatpants and they are not the average sweatpants. You can... I wear them on planes. They kind of look like real, like you're not fully slobbed out in sweats because they fit so well and they're comfortable and you will feel good and look good. It's perfect for flying. It's perfect for walking down to the corner to get a get a coffee without looking like you're in your pajamas. Mack Weldon's got that jogger, the half zip, the full zip, rain or shine, comfortable, water-resistant, eco-responsible fabric. They're not just underwear anymore, even though I'm sitting here in a pair of Mack Weldon's recording this ad. So check out Mack Weldon for yourself and save 20% on your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com slash Gabrus and enter promo code Gabrus. Again, that's MacWeldon.com slash Gabrus and enter promo code Gabrus for 20% off. Find your perfect look for this spring. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Because it's a scam. Come on, man. Greedy corporations, they want your money. So you have to download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. I don't know about you, but I have so many subscriptions. Uh, streaming services, blah, 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 this, that, the other thing. And Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. This is like their business model. It's kind of just banking on our laziness or our forgetfulness or the fact that we are spread so thin, trying to keep track of thousands of things because we're all, you know, trying to stay alive and all that. Truebill makes it so simple. All you got to do is just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Uh testimonial from this guy, Matthew B in a, in like truly a handful of clicks. He saved $600 between direct TV and Sirius XM and uh, even more on his car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash mighty. Go right now to truebill.com slash mighty could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash mighty. 
So the thing that was interesting the so the turnover what we ended up doing with my little with a group of the seven that had done overlook is we did this ARG that people played on Instagram and basically it was called Arcana um we just put it out there for free you didn't have to pay and it basically it was just sort of like um it was May of 2020 so it was pretty early in pandemic we just told people that wanted to play like uh just follow this girl on Instagram this new girl who just signed up for Instagram and so the people did and then over the course of like the first week like something fucked up happens in her house it's a horror thing it was like someone breaks in her house people start filming her like her roommate leaves she starts getting these weird messages she starts making art that has like weird messages in it and then it builds out and it's like she's possessed by this demon and then also like you start meeting other characters like one of them you email one of them you like is uh is like on on vimeo but um but the thing that was really crazy that none of us expected was that like we you know the so there was like a a thousand people playing at one point holy shit yeah that's awesome and we and a lot of them were just like from other countries like they just found us randomly and so on reddit um so we would be like so we'd be taking turns so basically the we were like should you be able to dm the girl her name was jade and we thought yeah you should be able to solve if you solve like one of the puzzles you should be able to like check with like by dming but we didn't so we were like okay so what if people just like talk to her and we're like well we should at first we were like maybe we shouldn't let her people talk to her too much cuz that'll like exhaust us but it became like the best part of the game was just people because it, it was like pan- May 2020, people were bored and they would just like talk all the time to the girl. And so we would just take shifts being her. Like on responding DM. on DM all the time. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and we ended up just being like, like kind of in relationships or friendships with all these random people as the, these characters. And we'd have actually on like, on Slack, we'd have to have these like kind of channels where we like kept everything consistent and be like, okay, like she's pissed off today about this. And like, if people ask her this, she should get, cause we realized they, they don't, were they all... don't want to start talking to each other. Cause they're trying to solve it. Next thing you know, it's like, well, she told me she was, uh, uh, w- grieving today. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. she told me she was horny. It's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like on discord, like comparing all their notes and stuff. So anyway, but it ended up becoming by the end of like the four week game in, I I was just like she eventually like you learn like she has the sister and the sister kind of is her own character you can DM and I would just sort of be the sister most of the time and there were like five people just like would talk to the sister and they just became like her like kind of like friends on Instagram being and like this one guy who was playing in Germany would just like show me his like scotch collection <laughs> The, the parasocial relationship, and that is like weirdly layered because it's not parasocial, but it is at the same it's, time. Like It's a fictional character. Yeah, it's like a fictional character and someone's just like, but like, it's just a dark, not a dark sign, but a sign of how lonely we all are. Like, even though we're all so connected, we're still so lonely that it's like, well, what'd you do today? It's like, I actually wasted an hour showing my scotch collection to a a, write, a writer who's pretending to be the sister of the main character of an Instagram ARG. What? Yep. yep. Yeah, that's what I did for an hour today. It's like, oh, fuck. I, I get embarrassed when I like play PlayStation for too long <laughs> and I don't get it's, any work done. Yeah. But that was also like, we were so deep in like lockdown at that point. I was like, I, I would, I don't think anyone would do that now. Or right. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was like but such it was dark of the times. moment. Yeah, that's so and funny. I, and I was also like, I'll I'll talk to this guy. Like he's nice, you know. It was it went both ways. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going to talk to him as myself, but I'll talk to him as Robin, the sister yeah. of Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, the sister of Jade. That's such a fucking funny phrase. I mean, I'll talk to her as Robin, the sister of Jade, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we ended up at like the that for me was like the edge of what I I uh, was interesting to be like. Oh, I'm fully. We would like it's all online, but we were like working on like a group generated reality there, where yeah. like there. So we were keeping it consistent if we could, and then also we constantly were trying to like uh, prove to them that we weren't assholes. Like, you know, some of the players were like a little bit more emotionally vulnerable and we were like all on board to be like this person, like this is like, they're, they, they're very nervous about this. So we're never going to fuck with them in that way. Some people right. like really wanted to be fucked with. So we'd be like, okay, like <laughs> <laughs> let's get like, inside the, this freak's head. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. The one, one of uh, the team was just DM, the once the girl was possessed, was just DMing people as the demon being all fucked up <laughs> and they would, <laughs> and they would go after like Betsy Sidaro was DMing with the demon like all day. Like she thought it was really funny. <laughs> that surprises literally no one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, Betsy not only buys into this whole like horror adjacent <laughs> thing, but also is like, we have to reach out to the demon. <laughs> Mono, grab the call the demon. <laughs> totally. That's so uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So so now things are open again and you actually can go do stuff, which I feel like you would like it. And two things I want you to 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 I think you would like that would be like a perfect way into this well first of all um the bridgerton experience is opening tonight oh <laughs> and <laughs> just the, way, the idea that you have the plug on stuff that's not even open yet is so <laughs> i went to a preview of it <laughs> of course <laughs> Um, what? Because in Hollywood, there's like an a, like a sort of elitism to be like, yeah, I saw an early cut of that. It's really good, <laughs> and it's like it's really funny. To be like, oh, you got to hit the Bridgerton experience. I saw a preview. I I was one of the select few <laughs> invited in to uh, give early notes. Like, it's such a funny, like it's such a like king of a tiny queen of a tiny queendoms situation. Oh yeah, it's so like awesome. a, a what's it called a uh, a petty tyrant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But so the Bridgerton experience, like the show Bridgerton, because that can maybe yeah. easily talk Tiffany into going to this. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's a perfect date thing. It's at the Biltmore Hotel in all the crazy ballrooms. It's like super beautiful. You can like just hang out and drink the, or you can like meet the queen. You can like uh, do a little puzzle or you could just sort of like they teach you all the little group dances and you can like. like oh, join. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, you so do a little fun. Hand dancing. You're supposed to dress up. Um, and you can get your portrait painted. It's so fun. So oh, you definitely, cool. yeah. If you want to like do a night out and do something like this, it's like one step up from Ren Fair, but also it's like very, I don't know. You get to be inside some like cool historic architecture. You can choose what level you want to get into it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That's my wheelhouse. I will, I will, I will do that on a date night <laughs> and I will let you know how that goes. <laughs> and then you should also do, there's this, um, so the, that guy, Tommy, I was telling you about who's in my group, who's like the best escape room guy. His famous escape room is called stash house and it's right. It's perfect for you. It's like, you're in a nineties drug dealer's apartment and you have to get out of it. 
before oh, the cops show yeah. up. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's like ranked as one of the best escape rooms in the world. It's it's so fun. Um, you yeah, it's like you love it so much. And you should totally get a group together and play Stash. I wanna House. you're making me wanna take Rogers and Stanger through the Action Boys escape room oh, together. Yeah. Cause like the three totally. of us would fight like fucking hell. <laughs> like it'd be so fun. <laughs> it's really fun and it's oh, it's like it's so the it's so clever. It's also is it, like in is a it fun... in Los Angeles or is it like also everywhere? Is it like it's in oh, K Town. It's just here, but it's in it's in Koreatown. Oh fuck yeah! I'll be doing. So that it's also wonderful. like near plenty of places to like get drinks and food and stuff. Hell, but yeah, yeah. that if you've never done one before, you'll just love it. It's like I, perfect. I, I loved all that like puzzle shit that like when we had to do like even in high school when you're like at your peak, everything is lame. I loved when we had to do like, all right, group problem solving. We have to get everyone through this rope bridge without touching the, you know what I mean? Like move the, uh, no one could touch the gym floor using only these wood. Like that's the kind of survivor level games and shit that I love. Uh, along the lines, your, your buddy, Tommy, that you're talking about, I worked on this, uh, uh, redacted sh- uh, for true tv i'm i, I have a sh- show coming out this summer on true tv that i'm very happy f- about but i've previously done some that i'm less happy about and one okay. was called santa's in the barn and it was like <laughs> america's next top santa claus it's probably <laughs> still fun like you can probably still find it on the true app but it was just i was the wrong hire for the show the show's tone is like crazy it doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> but the games were super elaborate that they competed in and i really connected with the dude because the dude who designed the games was like a Long Island contractor guy who just had that weird artistic creative streak. And I was like, dude, some of these games are so wild. He's like, yeah. He's like, I've been designing games for Survivor for 20 years and bef- uh, for 10 years before that Fear Factor. And like, wow. he's like, I, work- I worked on the challenges. I've worked on the, uh, and I was like, oh my God. And then I started to realize how many shows of like the 90s and 2000s were like giant group projects in different settings with like different level of celebrities. Like the premise of a lot of shows were like, and I was like, oh shit, there was a, he's like, yeah, I got a ton of guys I've worked. Like this is a full blown industry as games producers. And mm-hmm. on that level, and then hearing about this side, it's like, these are two very interesting fields. And like they, I, I'm very attracted to both of them, especially I'm like, Really intrigued by the idea of like adult LARPing, but that is where I get a little stressed out too. Like, I'm a little theatery, a little nerdy, but I'm not as theatery or as nerdy as like the people. Every time I've done anything remotely resembling it, it's like it, it's not it's not the experience I'm hoping for. But maybe the experience I'm hoping for it truly doesn't exist. I have to write it with you. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, okay. Let's so let's take a take a step back from like with LARPing. What are your thoughts on the Star Wars Hotel? Okay, I I don't know much about this, but I'm, I wait. Tell tell me, is this at like Disney or something like that? So you don't you've not you don't know. See, I'm like you're not following this news every time it drops. Wait, so is it exist yet, or is it about to? Is it going to come out? It's opening right now. Oh, okay. Well, it please is. please tell me. I'm so embarrassed to not know. I just lost. Okay, my... you're gonna after this. You're gonna like go read about it. You're gonna. Th- um, the LA Times has an immersive critic, Todd Martins. He's great. He just wrote a big piece on it. It is a three-day Star Wars LARP. Like, you show up, you get, like, transported to what is a space station, a Star Wars space station, and you live on it 
for three days or two or three days. You only leave to go to Galaxy's Edge, like in Star Wars land in Orlando. And then you go back to the hotel. There's like themed bars, themed restaurants. You're supposed to be in a costume. You like your room has like a screen that's space. Like you don't see, I don't know if it's easy to see sunlight. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. That's awesome. You I would pay in credits. <laughs> And do you and do you and RP and I'm assuming everyone's cosplaying too. Like there's not like or I'm assuming yeah. there's probably a couple of guys in like Daytona beach tank tops or whatever, because uh, those people are everywhere. But it would be awesome to fucking dress up and shit. Like everyone's create ev- ev- like, oh, another night with one thousand Han Solos at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you can also like rent costumes and stuff and like I think you can even play as like uh like a part of the um the bad guys. What are they called? The, the Empire? Uh, the Empire. <laughs> That's awesome. There's like an ad that has two little girls who are just like dressed as Nazis. Like I know. The like... little, the little <laughs> fascism shit that like the, the Empire represents people are like the amount of people who would side with the Empire in real life now. I know that's like a hacky meme, but it's so funny that the amount of people on online on Twitter who would be like rooting for the empire is crazy now. oh yeah 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 <laughs> the amount of like people who are like no i actually side with the empire i think squash the rebels blow the yavin four up or whatever it's like no no i'm a rebel i'm i'm part of the good guys in star wars i believe that luke skywalker uh, should be the president of <laughs> all of space <laughs> right, right and because uh, Ryan Johnson killed him I'm going to kill Ryan Johnson that's what that's what people on the right side of things think Ryan Johnson is my fucking Mark David Chapman he's the- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I see I read about the Star Wars hotel and even like people saying it's real good the idea of larping for 3 days terrifies me yeah. and I'm like I am the person this is marketed towards. Right. If they if they're the if they're turning off Eva, if they're turning off Eva Anderson, they they might need to re- <laughs> recalibrate since you're like willing to go to Joshua Tree for 12 hours with True Detective <laughs> season 4 hopefuls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the idea of like oh they're just going to be like saying like good sons to you and you have to pay in credits and you're eating like blue cheese and there's like a uh, like a fictional pop star like that you're seeing a concert of. And like, oh yeah. It's like a Twi'lek with like their long braids, like singing in a foreign language. No, that's, like, what the? that is literally who it is. It's of course. This woman. Yeah. <laughs> you can see a little bit of her online. She's like a international pop star. Um, <laughs> Intergalactic anyway, pop star. <laughs> galactic pop star. I'm like, Oh man, I always want to do this for like, like two hours. And then I'm like, I'm fucking hiding in the bar, but the bar is also like space. I don't know if I could handle it. I think I might crack up. No, yeah, I so, might lose my mind. If you can't let, if I can't like walk outside and like rip a joint and get a breath from people who are dressed like fucking Rodians and fucking <laughs> Dijas Pahur and Panda Baba, I'll fucking, I'll be furious. <laughs> I, like, I think, <laughs> I actually think um, you have to go back to Earth <laughs> to smoke. Oh, that's so Like you have fun. to go back in the elevator to Earth. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm going to, Talk Mitch and Nick into doing it for an episode of Doughboy so that they pay for me to go. <laughs> us, yeah. uh, all four of us. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I think Mitch would love it. Yeah, I think he would. I think Weiger uh, would have a hard time, but that's just because he would have a hard time around anyone, no matter what race or uh, or alien species or whatever <laughs> they might be. <laughs> 
I did do like the the longest thing that was good that I did was in London. They have this thing called Secret Cinema, which also Bridgerton in LA is a secret cinema. It's like a spinoff of what they do in London. But I did this thing. Um, they've done multiple versions of it. The one that sounds the coolest was they did a Blade Runner one. The oh. one I did was um, cas- uh, Casino Royale, like the new one. But ah. basically, you take a train down to like South London. You're supposed to dress up. You show up at like an airplane hangar and you go inside and it's just just filled with just like themed environments from Casino Royale. And you can just go wherever. So you can like hang out in Italy. Every place has its own bar and restaurant. You can like talk to weird characters or you can just like hang out and watch people box or whatever. You can play play poker against a guy whose eye is bleeding and shit like that. <laughs> well, event they don't even let you into the casino for like almost two hours. And then once you get in the casino, that's its own like set that has like a live band and stuff. And then you go finally into like a movie theater and you watch the whole movie with a shadow cast and like pyrotechnics in front of the screen. Whoa. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So they play the movie on a screen, but then people are also acting out portions and like other, like a 4D screening of the movie. Yeah. More or less. So you're there for like six hours. And That's then you go fucking crazy. And I love Casino Royale. So I could maybe yeah. be into that. That's awesome. Blade Runner one sounds awesome. Dude, that seems, that seems like a cool way into as a, I'm a fan of movies like that. Oh, this here, here's what I would like. Let's, I'm going to pitch you one I think we I would like to do and maybe we can uh maybe we can uh make it happen. I want to do like a LARP like a classic sort of medieval times D&D might and magic swords and sorcery uh yeah. LARP but the premise is whoever's coming so it's a group of four friends they come for like they arrive via a portal and they were like sucked into a magical world and it's like in the room is like a bow and arrow, uh, uh, a wand, a sword, and it's like whatever they pick uh, becomes their character for the day. Like like the old Dungeon Dragons cartoon, like the kids get sucked in, and then they, living there is a bunch of our trained actors. And it's like I have a quest for you, and like, <laughs> but I want it to be funny people, so that it is like an, a funny romp, and that way it's like. If it doesn't scratch your like actual like simulated combat itch or whatever, you know, we'll do like a feat of strength. It's like, well, could any warrior step up and lift the heavy, you know, like, and we can and just have everyone and we make a storyline for like that's like a six hour thing for four people. And we just push them through to different moments and like maybe someone they meet at the tavern early, they run into again in like a shaded alley or whatever. Like the idea of like a mini little D and D campaign module acted out, but from a comedic standpoint under the auspices that these people have been sucked in so that they can be meta so that they're like, they can like speak in a meta way about what's going on of like, this is weird that we're here. Like, and it yeah, all they works. don't have to totally, they can LARP as themselves, but like, yeah. like, but, but magic is real, which yes. is also part of the dream of all immersive theater is that right. magic is real. Yeah. That you I mean, can, that's the dream you of that's the, the dream chains. of real life. Arguably, is that magic? All arts. It's like throw. Off I'm the talking to the reality. daughter of a famous magician as well. That's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's true. That's magic too. All right. So, as as someone who who may be working on personally, maybe working on an experience right now. If you were to go to a, like a night out experience in LA, one night of your life. What are some things that you would w- wish to like have there? To, oh, for you, you mean, as a newbie. 
Oh, like for for in in the gaming sense, not like oh, I like rum and cokes. You mean more like in the, like because I feel like my answer would be like a heisty version of one of these would be so fun. It's like a, like you get to do a heist. So yeah. even if like if you were like if it, even if it was like a horror theme thing, but if within that you got to do a little heist, that would be fun. That would somebody be- gave you a little quest and you could pull it off. Yeah, like. The, one of the highlights of one of those, what was the Neil Patrick Harris haunt that was like popular for a little bit? Mm. Uh, I mean, it still is popular. Delusion. Delusion. Uh, that was the first thing I have did. That de- I did Delusion in 2012. And that was the first thing I did in, uh, in the world of haunts. And as a matter of fact, weirdly enough, it was the first thing I did in Los Angeles. Tiffany and, wow. I, had, Tiffany and I had moved here at like end of October and went... Our friend Eric Capel invited us. Rogers was there. And then that's where I met Betsy, Ryan Meharry. I met like a lot of people. And then I was like, this was actually really fun. Something that I never did in New York was like the, the haunted. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in. But one of the coolest parts of Delusion was Tiffany and Rogers had to sneak into a sleeping, but- like a butcher who was sleeping on his break and take the keys off his ring. And like, uh-huh. that's that's the kind of shit I would want to build into. Now you're talking about a horror haunt. So in my head, I was thinking- No, 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 I'm like- talking about an experience that might have some spooky elements, but it could be yeah. a party. It could be, it has like other, it's like someplace you'd want to like go take Tiffany. And you, cause you, cause you want to live in the environment too. So like a heist- a mid heist for a thing is like, we can't sit at the bar and have a drink in the middle of a heist. But if the premise is like, you're, we're going to this bar, but in one of the rooms is like the diamond we all need, but we don't realize that the, the diamond has a little bit of a dark magic to it or a dark magic protecting it. Or yeah. uh, if the diamond is removed, it actually cleanses the dark magic or something. And so that we get a few things of like, well, we'll need the security card. And it's like, well, uh-huh. and it's like we hear overhear people at the party being like, I already gave the manager, the host and the security guard the the room keys or whatever, you know, like you plant some clues like that so that people can maybe work together or not work together. It could be fun. Oof. You know, like, like, yeah, uh, I just like I like the idea of like, you know, that eventually or. Yeah, I mean, now it's like everyone is like a different like we're all thieves and it's like we're all competing for who get but we can't like blow our cover either so we have to participate in the party but everyone is low-key trying to get the the jewel out or whatever so if you're at the if you're at the party it sounds like you're the kind of person if you're at the party and there's like someone's like that guy over there is like uh, he's the manager here or whatever. He, there's a character. There's a weird character. It sounds like you would be down to go talk to to like a an actor in in character. It wouldn't be too. A lot of people won't don't want to do that. Yeah, I I am always down to do it. And then it's always like on the sixth line where the person tries to be funny and it's a little too sleazy mm. for me. And I'm like, oh yeah, relax, bud. Like that's not. <laughs> oh, a little bit of the old in and out, in and out. They love, and you're like, what the fuck, man? We're just, like, just, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I, I we're here playing a game. Let's not get creepy. Uh, but yeah, I would. I would. Nothing appeals to me more than like that's like a walk on. You know, if we're using improv terms, that's like me going like this guy's the manager. It's like here you're the manager over here. How's it going? <laughs> you know, Dale Earnhardt's the third. Nice to meet you. <laughs> that's the best. Um, yeah, that's I. I like. I think that should be optional because I feel like right, right. Some nights I just don't feel like it. Yeah, you don't want to have to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. That and there, now you're talking about, and you've mentioned this a few times. So I'm, I'm just like summing it up a little bit. But there's something else you're talking about too with designing these games and designing these like uh, experiences. 
it's very important, or it seems like the more successful ones allow levels of participation. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the answer. That's the like that's the that's the real solve because then you don't need a, a group of gung ho game dorks. You, uh, you can have like a group of work friends, two of them who are really and like the other ones are like I'll just sit at the bar and drink and like enjoy the bartender's weird character, you know, like and I yeah, and that was fun enough for me. And then other people are like, well, I'm gonna go to the room where the baby witch is sleeping and learn more, <laughs> you know, like I. That's and that's hard in the design of it. Like th- th- that's where you get into like dungeon master level shit, where you're like, well, if they choose not to do this, how can I make sure they still enjoy the game? It's like that's yeah. really that's that's really. There's not many other art forms where you're like, okay, we're gonna shoot the TV show and then we'll probably also cut it in case someone is watching it upside down. It's like, wait, what? No, but it's like, well, we want everyone to have a chance at it to see it in a different way. So that that's like a whole nother level i'm not even thinking about and and so when you you said like oh so we're at a bar we're going to a night out that's like such a better way to look at it because you're like how am i going to get people on board like Mm -hmm. if and then also i think the level of participation allows you to go again if you like you can do you can do a experience twice if you're like well next time i go i'll i'll choose to be one of the guys who wears the construction hats and like you know like yeah. okay i i'll be a sleuth on this next one or whatever cuz i get a uh, i think that's really cool and then it also allows you to like cuz i can imagine some nights you're like i am not vibing with having to talk to strangers but i already bought tickets to fucking you know dr shivago prov or whatever i got to play yeah <laughs> No, I didn't meet the uh, the Bridgerton. I just didn't feel like it. I just like I just kind of wandered around. I didn't meet the Queen, but I'm like, oh, I'll come back probably meet the Queen one more time. Um, <laughs> That's so awesome. But uh, with the other thing that you're describing that you would like uh, when you're in New York is Sleep No More, which is a very user friendly and you can do basically anything you want in that. It's like That's sort of the that was feel like that was the one that I that that kicked off the the sort of renaissance of them because. That's the one that was at McKittrick Hotel, and everyone, every I, yeah. I never saw it, but everyone who did was like, "It's actually a really cool experience." It's still it's there. Still, I mean, it's yeah. still open. Oh, awesome! Maybe I'll fucking do it. I'm supposed to go to New York uh, in June. Maybe I'll hit it. That'd be fun. And the other one, I can't believe I'm not even. I haven't even brought this up, but it's so fucking cool. If you're in Vegas or Santa Fe or Denver, is Meow Wolf, which is like you know, there's the one in like Taos, right? Like it's the uh, mm-hmm. it's the fucking. Uh, cool like big immersive art museum really but i didn't know it was like a game or an experience i thought it was there's like- there's not people in it but there's just like so like the one in santa fe is george r, r. martin paid for this to be built it's basically like this house exists in, it, they built it inside of a bowling alley but there's like there's a house the family in the house disappeared the house is full of pocket dimensions you kind of you can just kind of hang out in the house it's almost or you can go into the pocket dimensions and try to figure out what happened to the family. Um, the one in Vegas is super fun because it's just like a fucked up crazy Walmart is the first room you're in where everything is weird. And you can also, and it's also written by like very funny people. Like, so all the boxes of stuff are just are like, like very tongue in cheek jokes. Oh, fuck dude. But and I, buy... I go to Vegas a lot. I go to Vegas oh, a lot that I'm, I'm you're gonna doing die. I'm you're going to fucking love it. It's so cool. It also has like, there's like, there's a weird bar where all the drinks, like if you get, you get an old fashioned, the old fashioned is like a blue old fashioned and it starts with them just spraying their version of Windex into your glass. 
<laughs> and then you get this like clear blue old fashioned that's totally weird. But yeah, the the thing that's crazy about the Omega Mart, that's the one there, is that so the idea of having to talk to like actors is off the table in Meow Wolf. It's basically just a bunch of environments you hang out in. Um, and you can like pick up things and read them, or you can like read you can turn on someone's computer and read, like check out the stuff on the computer. Like that's how you kind of figure out what's going on. But you can also buy everything there like in the store and so you could just come home with all this dumb crazy shit that's uh, so fun yeah it's super fun and then the one in denver i don't even know what the it's a space station maybe but it's huge it's like a like and i know a guy who's just spent years building the fake Chuck E. cheese that's in there that has like entirely original Chuck E. cheese kind of characters that are animatronics and stuff and he like made all this like 70s merch for it and stuff just we- crazy like that's so cool he- this is shit i mean that's shit i'm into it's like it's like weirdly like a one-stop art festival like uh like yes yeah you're like uh there's a little something for everybody maybe you'll some stuff will grab your eye but dive in play along and get at it and for me as like a fucking weed and shroom guy i'm like oh that'd be so fun eat a little fucking shrooms and walk into meow wolf would be it's perfect for that. I mean, for me, it's just like, oh, you know, like the one in Santa Fe has an absinthe bar outside. So you like go in the Hell house, yeah. walk around, go back out, have some absinthe, go back in, be like George R. R. Martin gave uh, this guy six million dollars to build this. And <laughs> oh, man, that that's something I did know about George R. R. Martin, which is why I love him. And then another thing I know about George R. R. Martin that makes me love him is that he's a diehard New York Giants fan. Oh, nice. Uh, like myself. To the point where the big giant uh, in in the uh, books, Hodor? Who, no, not Hodor. The actual giant that they kill with like hundreds of arrows. I, oh yeah, that dude's in the book. The giant's name is One One, and that's in reference to number eleven, Phil Sims, <laughs> one of the the New York Giants quarterback, and his name is One One. And I'm like, George, I love your little hats. I love your glasses. <laughs> Get back to work on the fucking wins a winner and then let's get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> Have you been to Santa Fe? He like owns the the little movie theater in Santa Fe. He owns that. Like he basically bought everything. He, he like he locked down like parts of Santa Fe he likes to make sure nothing would that happen. Nothing to them. happens. Oh god, that's like the that's like the wealthy person's dream, right? I'm I know. Like, you like move to a town and you're like, I love this town. It's like they got the vintage movie theater. It's like, well, I'll make sure this never closes. <laughs> like, and then this guy who like worked at the movie theater was like, hey, I have an art collective i want to make this uh, multi-dimensional house uh will you just write me a check for several million dollars <laughs> and i was like yeah sure here you go that's so fucking cool i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to new mexico for this reason like that's so oh, like yeah. That, yeah like that's just so rad <laughs> i mean it's got meow wolf it's got jeffrey epstein's baby ranch it's got all sorts of stuff <laughs> yeah. that's my that's the ultimate escape room <laughs> little st james <laughs> island <laughs> Man, they. Side note, they re, that went on sale yesterday. Did you see uh, that? Yeah, I saw a great New York Post headline that's like Jeffrey Epstein, pedophile island in quotes <laughs> for sale for two hundred million dollars. So many quote to eat uh, dunks like maybe change the name and you could ask for more money. <laughs> it's like, so, <laughs> maybe calling it pedophile. Like, honey, I got I got the island. We're gonna change the name. It's not gonna be pedophile island. We're gonna like. <laughs> Well, if you look, I, I loved your episode with the QAnon Anonymous guys. And um, they there's like a, this music pavilion on the island that you can see in the New York Post uh, story that looks like a fucking 
ball like temple and it's what everybody all the cute people think is like the temple that they take the kids to that but thing, when you actually the thing the- with like the like the gold uh, yeah. circular top to it yeah it's like that is so uncomfortable to have that like the <laughs> the idea that he has a private island is already insane and then on it is just like a weird temple is like you're that's disgusting dude like, you're just <laughs> doing that to f- just fuck with people like you want people to think that's a satanic that's like in Young Sherlock Holmes. That's like the place they sneak into where, right, <laughs> where everyone's like getting buried in wax or whatever. It's like a bad Spielberg idea of right. a bad guy's temple. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like Jafar. Um, it's like <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah. No, no, you go. Sorry. Oh, when I was in, I was in San, in uh, New Mexico for work, and I did go find uh, the baby ranch. Oh my god, you! I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I, I, I took a picture over the fence, and an alarm went off the second I raised my phone. He was dead at this point. He's gone. That's uh, crazy. But they, someone was watching me, and they were like, eh, "Like, get out!" Oh shit, that's fucking wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's on sale too now, and the whole inside looks like fucking Knott's Berry Farm, like Old West Town. It's super weird. Uh, that's sketch, man. People are. I mean. And it's not even the weirdest, the worst thing he did. <laughs> oh, build like a tasteless ranch. <laughs> yeah. It's really That's low on Adam, the list of awful shit he's done. <laughs> celebrity chef Adam Perry Lang uh, doing all his barbecue. That was his chef. Oh, my God. I love APL. APL. Too. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> Oof. All the dark shit's right at the end of the episode. Yeah, right right on the way out. (laughs) And let's hope the future exists for everybody. See you later. But here, so here's your assignments. I actually wrote them down. Bridgerton experience at the Biltmore Hotel, Stash House in K-Town, Meow Wolf, Las Vegas. I mean, other- And maybe sleep no more. Maybe sleep sleep no more in New York. If you you feel like it. Yeah. Um, All totally your speed, all like choose your own adventure- Stash House definitely a fun like escape room, first escape room, especially with with your boys. Hell yeah. Um, Eva, thank you so much. I love I this is how self-serving my podcast is. I like asking my friends to come on and talk to me about things that I think are cool. And then at the end, be like, Do you also have any recommendations for me? <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you, Eva. You went like above and beyond as a guest at, uh, on my self-serving podcast, serving myself even better. But now well, let's serve I don't you want a you to, little. <laughs> I don't want you to end up in the desert getting strangled by a naked guy. Okay. Uh, and wondering like, why did I pick this one? So I'm picking just, the and- good ones. The one where you're in the desert naked getting strangled, just can I have the name of that so uh, I don't do it? (laughs) (laughs) You said a guy in a giraffe mask chokes you? uh, And uh, okay, yeah, uh, I I don't want to do that at all. Let me have that name and number so I never accidentally call it. Do not answer. <laughs> They're in my phone is do not. The I'm in their phone is do not answer. They're like, we well, yeah, this guy's been called trying to get choked in the desert for years. Like, I'll leave this pervert alone. Doesn't he know we're deplatformed? <laughs> Does he know we have Nazi ties? Sorry, we're fat. <laughs> oh man. Uh Eva, do you have anything uh you'd like to plug here? Uh end? yeah. I wrote on We Crashed on Apple, which it should still be airing uh, when this oh, hopefully when this year, possibly, or it'll just be on Apple. So uh yeah. check it the out. Way, uh, Jared- the way TV works now, it's like it's either coming out, currently out, or you'll be able to watch it whenever you want forever. So exactly. Out- That's awesome. Leto and um 
uh, Hathaway are very weird in it and very fun. Oh. And then the another thing is just it's because it's based on an immersive game. And if people want to learn more about immersive games, I a couple years ago I wrote on the Jason Siegel show Dispatches from Elsewhere, which was based on a real immersive game called the Jejun Institute that happened in San Francisco in the early aughts. And uh, it's a fun show, but also just learning about the Jejun Institute that was like a super expensive game that a millionaire put out that people played for free. And uh, there's a documentary about it called The Institute, which is like very creepy and interesting. Um, Oh, uh, this awesome! I'll check that out. I I, want to watch that Jason Siegel show too. That's I love I love him, and that sounds like a fucking fun premise. It was fun. Uh, Uh, Andre three thousands on it. It's got a cool cast. Yeah, cool. Uh, While we're talking about creepy shit on the way out here, are you at all informed on Cicada, the like online game that was maybe the precursor to QAnon? Uh, no. Oh, me, okay. Oh, I'll look that up. Yeah, let's uh, like that. I think that might be in your wheelhouse. It was like an online game that people think was used like to learn how to train people to uh, like online to do stuff you wanted them to do, like to accidentally mm-hmm. join movements and stuff. They believe that's like one of the conspiracy theories. And now I'm sure uh, where like I'm going to be roasted on some watch list, but I'm I'm like you. I'm pretty plugged in on that fucked up shit, and I listen to the QAA guys every week. So me I, too. I, they're my favorites. <laughs> yeah. My, it, uh, honestly, the only podcasts I have left are Doughboys and that. Like everything has fallen off in my crazy audiobook run I've been on. Like I don't have time for podcasts, but I have never dropped Doughboys or the QAnon Anonymous peeps. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> um, no, very very good. I'll check out Cicada. That's interesting. Yeah, like a lot of. A lot of ARGs are are weird and um because they have their roots in potential like mass hypnosis or ma- you know like they're, they're like there's like the CIA you know studied ARGs to see if they could get like create realities for people to get them to do what they want like that that's yeah. clearly it's too powerful of a tool. <laughs> well, yeah, and also like uh, in in most ARGs, there's like a moment where you're like this isn't a game anymore. Like you're act, this is actually happening, you know, like where the right. there's a turn where you're supposed to believe that, like you thought you were playing a game, but you're not. And like, if someone's kind of their if their mental health is teetering just a little bit, it's like much too easy to fuck with them. Right. It's too, too high risk. <laughs> That's why our ARG just to be, just to say like every single step of the ARG, every time you like met a new character, it would say really big at the top. Like this is a game character. <laughs> This is not a real person. But even with that, because all the we wanted to keep all this stuff is still on archived online because people still play the walkthrough of the game. Oh, cool. Um, We had a demonologist character that you met eventually. We have a website for him. And um, and it said like at the top, this is a fake character. This is like a character from a game. And then it said, like, it even said on the website, like, he's, like, the number three ranked demonologist in, like, 2007 LA Weekly. Like, he's not good. And yet, after the game was over, three different people contacted the email trying to hire him who were not game players. But just, like, I, as, like, the as like the email person, got three separate emails from people being, like, I need a. I need to talk to someone. I need a consultation. Like shit is happening oh, no, in my house. Oh no! And yeah. I every time I like I had a moment where I was like, "Am I, am I really gonna pass up?" Like, all I want to do would be like, "Go on." Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Hold on. Uh, she'll be there shortly. She's got red hair. And <laughs> but each time I had to like take a breath and be like, "Okay, I'm a moral person." Right. Like, and go like. <laughs> 
I can't. I'm like, I'm really sorry. You stumbled into a fictional thing. This is not a real person. <laughs> I'll never know what was going on. What if there was a real demon possession in L.A. and I didn't see Fuck. it? <laughs> I missed it, man. Uh, well, uh, Eva, that's so... All this shit is so fucking cool. Thank you so much for sharing it with me uh, and the oh, shitheads yeah. here. Uh, so <laughs> rad. Uh, check out We Worked and check out Dispatches from Elsewhere was the name of it because I'm very – that kind yeah, of ties in. We Crashed every- is the name of the we show. We Crashed. Sorry. <laughs> that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah. Can't name it after the actual company. That could be potential. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. If you want to check out the 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 game um, that I did, um, it's Arcana, uh, A-R-C-A-N-A dash game.com uh it's all archived on there you can do the walkthrough you can just like check out the images and stuff that'll and i'll, I'll put that like. link in the show notes for any one of the listeners who want to check Great. that out uh they'll check out uh, uh email me that link and i'll make sure it's in there so i have it right but uh cool. that's so awesome thank you for coming on as always shitheads uh you can check me out at actionboys.biz for way too long conversations about action movies or every monday night on spotify green room with the movie buff talking about that weekend's big release uh live you can talk back to me it's terrible for me but i guess you guys like it so see you there bye shitheads that was a hit gum podcast In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's, actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity them, Ruby. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I'm dark. I'm your dad. Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.